Hey Vibe Tribe, welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host Vic and welcome to the Vibe. Everybody look at their calendar. What is today? Officially fall and I'm okay with it. (laughs) Minneapolis had a brief stint of 90 degrees this past week and I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm over it. It was nice and I just want fall to be here so that we can we can be in fall for, I hope, until Christmas, to be honest. A lot of people want to see snow. I don't. I don't need to see snow because when snow comes, snow doesn't know when to leave. It doesn't know when it's overstayed its welcome. Not in Minnesota. <laughs> and definitely not with climate change. But that's, that's a totally different conversation, right? We got a lot to go over today. But first, I want to start off with a V-Vibe award, loyalty. I thrive in it. I lean into it, especially when it comes to self-care. If you do me right, I'll do you right, and I'm going to keep coming back. I love my nail tech. I love my chiropractors, my hairstylists, my massage therapist, my nurse practitioner. We see eye to eye like apple pie. I mean, you all, y'all get the picture, right? So, okay. I had a dentist appointment yesterday morning, and this is the second time that my regular hygienist wasn't in attendance. The first time, she had fallen and dislocated her shoulder, and when I showed up to that appointment, I almost rescheduled, but I leaned into it, because that's what I do. I lean into everything, right? But yesterday... I found out she retired and I was, I did not take it well. (laughs) I didn't take it well. Um, Let me tell you something. I was beside myself. It's seven in the morning and I love early dentist appointments because I'm an early bird, but I was beside myself because it took me a long time to build this relationship and like put my teeth in her hands and she has the nerve to go and retire like she didn't call me she didn't text me she didn't send me a goodbye letter she didn't care about me it was like I was getting ghosted it was like getting ghosted by a guy there's no closure and I don't do well with no closure and I felt bad because as a 40 year old I was having a minor adult calm temper tantrum And making the new hygienist feel like shit. I felt bad. So I apologized eventually. After I had to look her in the eyes and say, it's you and me now. I like look through her soul. (laughs) And said, it's you and me now. Okay? This is before I knew what she could do, what she was going to do, whatever. So I reintroduced myself. And like I was home. H to the is. Okay. It was a lot. To get forced into this type of change was a lot for me. I can deal with, I can deal with change professionally. Like, no, like, hey, you want to do something perfect, whatever. Above my pay grade. But personally, a bitch wasn't ready for this. So anyways, my new hygienist does things differently. And she heard my concerns. And we're going to be okay. Five tribe. I'm going to be okay, but no surprises in that form 
for my type A ass, I have a hard time. And that's it. <laughs> that's what I needed to let you guys know that it is about loyalty. Like, I don't know how people just go to random, like, nail techs and let them do their, like, it's, it's important to me to build these relationships. And so I just, I just wanted to let you guys know where my headspace was at. We have a little bit of a dent in it this week, but we worked, we're working it through. We worked it out. Um, So that's the word. Uh, Okay. So we have a lot to go over today. Are you guys ready to get into the mess? Because today's episode will be covering pop culture, show updates. Um, I might have a rant. I'm not quite sure. I'm thinking about it. Um, And then we are going to talk about the second part of ATL Reunion. And we are going to talk about Beverly Hills. I don't know how those are going to roll yet. I'm still working them out in my mind. But, you know, whatever comes. Like last few episodes, what have I been rogue? Right? Let's lean into that again. Because I'm all about the lean. Lean with it, rock with it, right? All right. Anyways. Vibe Tribe, the culture of the pop has been messy and busy this week, okay? So let me catch you up. Firstly, and very unpopular opinion, I don't give a hot fuck about the Queen of England passing. Bye, bitch. I don't care. I hope Diana and her posse beat the fuck out of her when when she reaches the gates of heaven. I don't care. Like, TikTok has been, like, people have all these conspiracies. Have I been watching them? Yes. Right? But I really don't care. I just I just need to be in the know about body language and all that stuff. It's very interesting. But like literally, I don't care that she passed away. Okay? Some of you probably already turned off this, this podcast because you're like, how can she not care about her? Listen. Because I don't. Next. The hottest and most thriving piping hot tea that was spilled this past week Past week was Adam Levine's mistress, Sumner, exposing his ass in their past. First and four, when the blind item came out about the Victoria's Secret spouse is cheating, my mind was like Tom Brady and Giselle. But au contraire, it was Adam Levine. The audacity that fills Adam's cup has runneth over. Like, how the fuck are you going to... like? How the fuck are you going to, again, have the audacity to ask your mistress if you can name your unborn child after them? Listen, if be haughty, don't drive down to the nearest courthouse and file for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. I was almost going to fuck that word up. Woo! Saved by the bell, ladies. Sis, it's an ultimate betrayal that he did. And to add more steam to this tea... There are more women coming forward about his behavior. Here's my thing. How does all these women come forward? Like, who do you call that aren't Ghostbusters? I just want to know. Like, how the fuck do you make the call? Like, who do you... You don't have... You're just this random person. Who do you call? You call the New York Times? Like, who do you call? I need to know. This is a part of the tea and blind items that I need to know what happens. Right? Anyways. Adam's going to be singing his own sad songs pretty soon, and I don't give a good hot fuck. I hope she just ruins the fuck out of him. Okay? I hope she does. Um, let's continue on this, like, this train of betrayal. 
So in Housewives news, Shannon Bedore's ex-husband, David, has filed for divorce from his current wife, Leslie, after 23 months of marriage. And apparently, by the airing of this pod, they have reconciled and they're back together. How long will that last? Nobody knows. All we know is that David is a fucking flip-flopper, okay? He is the flakiest motherfucker a part of the Housewives franchise of being husbands, I can't. He's a dirty dog. Does he even see his kids? I can't. Whatever. Let's keep rolling with it. Sylvester Stallone is now a strange wife. Jennifer Flavin are getting a divorce. I didn't dig any deeper for that news. Who cares? Do you care about Rocky getting a divorce? How many people still watch Sylvester Stallone's movies? Any one of you? I know that's right. Not many. Meanwhile, Tommy Brady, he's still unraveling because Giselle is over here. She's not giving a fuck. She's over his bullshit and she's, and I'm literally thinking that they're going to be getting a divorce soon. I hate to say it, hate to put that out in the universe, but you know what, Tom, if you think you are just so amazing and you don't want to compromise with your wife, then fuck you. That's how I feel. Oh, you guys, it's been a it's been a thick week of guys doing women wrong. Let's keep it up here. Um, Aimee Yudoka, the Boston Celtics NBA coach, allegedly was engaging in an inappropriate behavior with a female colleague. Uh, latest and greatest is saying that he might get suspended for a whole year because it's against the rules. So. Boston Celtics head coach, guess who he's dating? Nia Long. She's a fucking 10, okay? She's beautiful. Look her up. She played in Love Jones, The Best Man, to name a few. If you know, you know. They're not married. But I know Nia's cussing his ass out. Cussing his ass out, and rightfully so. It's stated like she's not interested in getting married. But so the fuck What? Should that give you the opportunity to lean into cheating? Like some of these dudes out here have the motherfucking nerve and the audacity and women are tired. Nia Long, she hasn't aged at all, you guys. Like look her up. I know it's not about looks, but what the fuck? Why would anybody want to fumble that bag? I mean, Jay-Z fumbled Beyonce and he got a whole album and tribe after his ass. Okay? He need to call Imee have a conversation also like I understand it's cuffing season but if you're already cuffed then you're ineligible the fuck I hate cheaters cheater cheater pumpkin eaters can choke on the seed and reap what they sow that's how I feel that's how I feel everybody Whew. okay we're gonna take a deep breath in and out because this last one is a doozy and it has nothing to do with cheating or relationships okay come on this journey with me this is big news so let me premise this by saying that one of the first podcasts i've ever listened to was serial hosted by sarah koenig this was back in 2014 when i worked at a university this podcast has helped my workflow so effortlessly and it helped me to like see a whole new platform or podcast and a subject that many of us are intrigued by, which is true crime. 
Serial covered Adnan Saeed's story, and to say I was obsessed would be an understatement, you guys. It was a true crime puzzle. It was a true crime puzzle happened for me. And even one of the professors at the law school I used to work at added it to her curriculum for the semester. I mean, it was that good. So this crime happened back in 1999 in which Adnan was convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. He was found guilty of first-degree murder, robbery, kidnapping, and false imprisonment and was sent to prison in 2000. There are so many pieces to the story, but fast forward to today, and after spending 23 years in prison, Adnan will walk free. I highly suggest anybody like who is interested in this story start by listening to the serial podcast first and then watch the HBO special The Case Against Adnan Saeed if you're interested. It's literally top 5 in my book and I love all, I love a lot of podcasts. So, all right. Whew, that was a lot. All right, that's the pop culture portion. Let's get into show updates. Okay, so this past weekend, I watched Love is Blind After the Altar. You guys know how I feel. And I can never get those three hours back, okay? Shane still looks like he messes with the booger candy, except this time he's snorting booger candy with a headband on. Like, I can't. All the couples who have filmed this after the altar as married couples have now filed for divorce. Welcome to the party. And uh, Deep T and Kyle made it official. By the third episode, the third and final episode of After the Altar, and now they have broken up as well. Timing is everything, everybody. Timing is everything, right? So what I'm about to say is uh, pretty petty. I mean, it's real petty. It's kind of mean. I can be a mean bitch sometimes. So, <laughs> Deep T, uh, she broke up with Kyle uh, because he looks like a character out of Star Trek. I don't give a fuck. I mean, the dude, no jokes. Like, no jokes. Jokes aside, no shade. Simple shade. <laughs> His ears can hear what's going on Pluto. You know, the planet that's far out there. I mean, they're huge. Huge. You guys, like... <laughs> I'm so mean. I know. Anyways, Sal brought his new girlfriend to the cabin where the group was staying. She is a thirst trap times a thousand. The girl was so damn hungry for the camera, but the camera wasn't hungry for her. Okay? Remember, Sal used to date Mallory, but he said no to her at the altar. Now, Mallory is in therapy. She needs it, you guys. There's nothing's changed about her. Her personality is still like even keeled. And some people, they like it that way, whatever, but not much. So Mallory single, Jared and Ayana have broken up. And if we watch the second season of Love is Blind, we know that Jared wanted Mallory first, but then ended up leaning into Ayana which Ayana should have never fucking, like, should have never married him. Okay, we know how I feel about that. So my prediction is, Jared's ass will probably reach out to Mallory, 
while he's going through a divorce with Ayana. Bet. How much y'all want to bet? Okay? All right. So, and that's it. And they gave us a preview of the third season, which was not much. Netflix, keep it. Because you gave me nothing. Okay? Next up. The Challenge Untold History started this past week uh, on MTV. Mm -hmm. I'll be watching it. It's three parts. I told you guys last week. Catch up. Um, And okay. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Okay? Listen. Hulu has a show called Tell Me Lies. And I'd like to give a shout out to my bestie. For putting me onto this show. This show is so, 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 so scandalous. It's literally sex lies and without the videotape, okay? A group of college students, a situation, and different, and different levels of mess, okay? You know I had to watch. Bestie told me about it, and I said, say less, say less. And then I started to spread the word because I can't be the only person watching these things, right? I got to bring you guys on this journey just in case I want you to talk, just in case I want you to talk about it, just in case I want to talk about it, right? All right. Anyways, Bachelor in Paradise starts this Tuesday. You on Netflix, if you haven't been watching, you should watch. It's creepy. It's good. Get into it. It starts, the new season starts October 15th. And lastly... Uh, the Good Nurse featuring Jessica Chastain and it's based on true events and a, and a true crime story starts mid-October as well. So I'm excited for those and that's it for the show updates. Last but not least, I do have a rant, y'all. <laughs> Listen, TikTok University can be amazing. But you're supposed to be viewing all this content with a grain of salt. And you're supposed to be doing your own research before applying any type of pressure to a decision. But for the people who actually thought mixing NyQuil with chicken breast, you have reached a new level of stupidity. Like, why the fuck would you think that this would be a good idea? NyQuil isn't um, something that you want to marinate your fucking chicken breast with. Are you dumb or are you stupid? Are you slow? What's going on? It's not a salad dressing. I mean, I feel like the people who are doing this didn't pass science class. I barely pass science class, but I do know you're not supposed to marinate a chicken breast with night. I, I want to fight somebody who did it. I want to fight them. But anyways... You didn't take a fucking cooking class, that's for damn sure. Anyways, people, please don't do that shit. As much as you want your kids to go to bed, don't, don't, I shouldn't even have to say this. The fact that it made national news that FDA had to say something, next level shit. So yeah. All right, guys. That's it for like, that was a lot. Where are we at right now? We're like, ooh, we're almost like, we're 20 minutes in. Welcome to the party. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to start off in Atlanta. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Part two of the Atlanta reunion of the housewives. So we start off with 
talking to Marlo about how she removed the boys from her house and her talking about her burglary um, that happened. She does have a panic room, but I am glad that she was able to explain her perspective on removing the boys. I don't think a lot of people understand that. She does say that it did come off harsh, and it did. It really did. A lot of people, she got a lot of backlash on Twitter for that online period over it, but she explained it. It was like short and sweet. So there's that. Let's talk about Drew. Like they talked about how her husband gaslights her, and I would agree he gaslights the fuck out of her, but like people can say whatever they want to say about Drew because a lot of people just cannot stand her like a lot. Um, <laughs> but she stands in what she says. She backpedals on some shit, which I'll mention later, but she does stand in her marriage with Ralph. It's one of the messiest marriages. Um, will I be surprised if they get a divorce in a couple of years? I would not. But for this reunion, for somebody to come in her second season, I think she's doing a pretty good job. Do I think that she should come in for a third season? I think so. She's earned it. Um, I think she needs to keep the dog bones to herself. That's how I feel. And that's that's it. Let's can we just talk about how <laughs> um, bitch on worldwide? Can we talk about how Candy's merch has made it? online faster than Sheree's line? Can we talk about that? Like, Sheree, do you realize that the million dollars that your ex-boyfriend, Gerald Bird Joey, um, life after lockup, love after lockup, um, boyfriend <laughs> holding his money, you probably would have already been a millionaire if you would have called Candy and gotten some, you know, A1 top of the line business advice, but no, I swear, Sheree is still, I'll, she's slow. I feel bad for saying that. I mean, I should rally behind her because she's a beautiful black woman, but I really can't stand behind stupidity. And I really think Sheree is stupid. I don't care. Um, let's talk about Kenya's energy. It was addressed she loved doing Dancing with the Stars. She looked amazing. Okay. She looked amazing on this reunion, by the way, the whole look. Kenya is beautiful. She's still not divorced. The couple's trip was addressed and Sonia ended up apologizing how she presented the opportunity for Kenya. It, Kenya just has a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like she has always had a lot going on. Does she use it as an excuse sometimes? A thousand percent. We obviously have seen it as a viewer. She knows exactly what she's doing. Do I think that she's a messy, calculated person? In some form, yes. Like she knows where to drop the tea. She does have a sharp tongue. I don't know. Kenya is Kenya. I've obviously grown to like her again because I used to despise her, but eh. She was cool this season. They did touch on the iFit photo shoot, and that was addressed, and how Kenya and Sheree missed the bus. Um, and she, Kenny has just explained why she was so upset for missing the bus and missing um, the opportunity to see iFit shoot. It's because she said she had missed a previous opportunity the day before of Sonia's. They didn't mention what it was. Um, 
And she was just like, I want to be there to support Sonia as a, uh, as a woman, you know, for her business as she has done for mine. And I didn't get that chance. So she just felt hurt. It was really like, I'm telling you, Kenya takes accountability. And I love that. It's taken her a long time to get there. <laughs> but she does now. It's, it's called growth, everybody. So while this like whole reunion was going on, um, Sheree's new play toy, Martel from Love and Marriage Huntsville, he called while the reunion was filming and AMD commented, oh, Martel's a 10 out of 10. <sighs> I mentioned earlier, it's not all about looks, which Martel, he's easy on the eyes, but he's a trash bag human being, trash bag. Just take him out to the waste management. The dude sucks. Um, I feel strongly about that. And I think anybody who's on this phone call, not phone call, anybody who's on this phone call, okay, anybody who's listening to this podcast, because we're here, this is the pod, um, who's watched Love and Marriage Huntsville will honestly understand where I'm coming from. If you haven't watched that, I think... I think it is either you love it or you hate it. It's not something that you can just like watch to watch. Okay, like you literally have to follow along with it. So I'll just keep that there because we're not talking about Martin. We're not giving him any more time. Let's veer into like how Ross stepped on Kenya on the Jamaica trip when Kenya and Sonia were going back and forth. That was addressed, and after that, the scene was played back, Kenya understood understood why Ross did it, like why he snapped on her. And I just think Kenya wants to be, she wants somebody to be her, her person. And I think she struggles in that area, and she likes seeing it with other people, and she wishes that it for herself. So it's, it's like tough for her to see, but again, she took accountability. Um, we did talk about Sonia's uh, family situation and having another baby was brought up. And Sonia said being a housewife is harder than being a track star. She's an Olympic track star. And she said being a housewife is harder than being an Olympic track star. Because it's easy. She basically said you get up, you have your routine or whatever. And this one you have to you have to try hard. And it's true. Like you have to continue. We all know that what they want to do. We all know the behind the scenes shit. Like we all know that things happen. That there's... Is the fourth wall ever broken? It's not ever broken when it comes to the housewives, but we do know that there's things that they try to plot. The perfect person to explain that will be in the next franchise that I talk about, but we're not doing it here because we don't need to do it. But anyways, they touched on Sonia having another baby, and she was talking about how she's not heard, but now her and Ross are actually trying for a second baby because they have, they have, they have made it over the hump. Okay, they they worked it out. I don't. They were never towards being divorced or anything like that. But that contingency in their marriage, they have settled it. So it's good. I'm happy for them. Sonia's in love with her husband, and her husband's in love with her, and it's a great thing. So I love it. 
So Sonia, speaking of her, her and Drew started um, arguing again, and this time over Drew's comment that she made about Sonia having another baby for her husband to make him happy. And of course, she backpedaled on that comment. Of course she did. She was like, I totally didn't mean it. That way I met, you know, between a man and a woman. I like I was barely listening <laughs> to this section because again, Sonia and Drew's friendship and why they're so pissed at each other is a little confusing to me. And it's and and, and I don't care for it. I'm gonna be honest. But of course, we go from that whole friendship to Marlo and Kenya and the fall of their friendship. Now, Marlo took responsibility for the comments she made about Kenya's man, aka her ex-husband, her mom, her daughter Brooklyn, but Marlo stated Kenya's dismissive and then she went they which just they just started going toe to toe. And that's when Kenya brought up how Marlo's name isn't her real name. Like honestly, my perspective, these two ladies are too petty towards each other and it it's kind of sad they would be powerhouses if they were friends especially since they're both Aquariuses they're too much alike like literally too much like each other and I think that's why they don't get along so then Marlo called like Kenya a lying bitch and told her to stop lying on her name and everything else. So Andy was like, fuck it. Let me clear it for y'all. Okay. So he started asking Marlo questions about the altercation she had that led her to spend time in jail. And even after that being asked was like literally the, the time that he was like, when was the last time that you got arrested? And Marlo answered and said her twenties. So it's cleared. Can we please move the fuck on from Marlo's arrest? Seriously. She worked so hard for this peach as a friend of this show for more than 10 years. And even though she didn't have a great season, we can't forget all that. And I don't want us to. Okay? Like, I don't want us to. Anyways, we started talking about... The fucking assistant again. I'm so... Anthony better not show up on next season. I don't give a fuck about him. He's a lion-ass bitch, and I hate him. That was really aggressive. I know. But he can't be trusted. He says one thing to Drew. He says another thing to Sheree. And then Drew had a whole recording, him saying one thing. And then Sheree, the only thing she has is her motherfucking phone. So, of course, she picks up the phone and calls Anthony. What does he do? Backpedals. Like, fuck him. Fuck him and all the receipts. He's just, he's nothing. And I hope Andy's like had the conversation with both the ladies and said, let's not talk about Anthony next season, okay? You know, let's, let's just not. All right. So part three of the ATL reunion is next week. Um, and it's when obviously what happens on the third is the husbands join the reunion. I'm already exhausted. I think reunions are doing a lot. We already know that another franchise is going to have four parts. ATL is having like three parts. And I feel like this could have been done in two. Two parts. So anyways, I'm going to go on a break. I'm going to come back. And we're going to Beverly Hills. And stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. All right, y'all. Maybe some of you think that I saved the best for last, right? 
I don't. I literally save the most exhausting franchise for last, and it's Beverly Hills. These bitches are exhausting. Do I still watch? Of course. But this season has been longed. I feel like it's like 26 episodes. I feel like that. I don't even look at what episode number we are on. I just know that there's new seasons coming and this one's going to be ending soon. And I am so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so it's just going to be comments. I'm not going to go through the episode bit by bit. I'm going to go through cast member by cast member. And I'm going to let you know my opinions from this past episode. I hope you can follow along. If you don't, please reach out. I'd be happy to answer any questions, comments, or concerns. Okay? Okay, but this whole episode is literally about how Kathy had a meltdown. And what Kathy said um, on the way back in the car with Retta. Yet we don't have any, like, receipts. Okay? No film of her behavior. I mean, I honestly, I feel like Bravo needs to talk about sharing or embedding the after hours cameras that they have set up for Summer House. That would be the strongest shot for these ladies. Okay? So anyways, so this rumor that's been going around all season long, talking about Kathy, 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 racist, 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 all this stuff... Renna has been driving this rumor. She's literally been driving this bitch into the ground, the rumor that is, and I can't even deal with it. Okay, so first and foremost, these ladies act like they've never had a meltdown when it's been like, what, 24 hours since Kyle had her meltdown in Kimosabi? Been 48 hours since Erica's had her last meltdown? Been a week since Renna had her meltdown? I mean, at the end of the day, they all have had meltdowns. So what the fuck is the difference if Kathy has a meltdown? Number two, y'all have been drinking tequila all day long. Miss Renna over here with 818. This is my friend's fucking tequila. And then you have Kathy trying to promote her tequila. So tequila has been going around, whether it's been or carcasses have been out. All of these ladies have been drinking all day long. And you know what happens when you drink all day long? shit happens. That's what happens. Okay. The truth serum is activated. <sighs> that was a lot. So anyways, let's get back to Kathy. Kathy didn't fly back with the ladies. She basically said, fuck them ladies, which, you know, I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. I understand. Apparently, allegedly, and according to Renna, Kathy said she would take down NBC, Bravo, and all the ladies. Do I believe Kathy said something? Yes. Do I think it's based around her relationship with Kyle? Yes. Did she beg the producers not to show clips? More than likely. She said earlier in the season that she doesn't want to embarrass her husband, and that's very important to her. So there you have it, you guys. Like she... If she's worried about what her husband's going to say, what the, her name is, because her name's a pretty big name, we sometimes lay in their hotels. I don't know if they're still owned by it. I don't go that deep, okay? But it means a lot to her, right? Also, 
throughout this whole thing, Renna thinks for some odd reason that Kathy is jealous of Kyle. I have to laugh because Kathy's pockets are so fucking deep. She could care less about what Kyle's doing. Kathy's the matriarch of the Richards family. She married into wealth. She knows people in high places. So it's a run of reach for me. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Rewind how the agency came about. How Mauricio and Rick Hilton do not speak. There's a, it's deep. There are layers to this family. And what does this show you? It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank account. Families are dysfunctional. (laughs) Whether you're poor or rich. Families are just a lot. So anyways, I just believe that Rena, she has like managed to go toe to toe. If we think about it, want to rewind the, the tape. She's gone toe to toe with LVP, Yolanda, Denise, and now she's like picking on Kathy, but not to her face. And I think it's because she low key knows how much power Kathy has. I mean, there's no elephant in the room. And if you know, you know, by watching or listening to things being said about Hollywood, that power is a big thing. So at the end of the day, Ren is full of shit. And she's asking for $2 million on her next contract for the next season. Let me tell you something. If Bravo gives her that, then she better start talking about her life and stop feeding off of everybody else's drama. Like, I'm motherfucking tired. Let's hear about it. Is your husband gay? Let's hear about it. Do you guys have an open relationship? Why do your daughters hate? Why, like, why do your daughters hate you? Let's talk about it. But you don't want to talk about that. So do I think that you've earned $2 million? No. But a lot of people are saying Bravo needs her. Why do we need her? Her behavior this season has been horrible. I can't. Let's move on to Erica. Y'all know how I feel about her. I don't really like her. I mean, I don't. But she has multiple personalities. And I think how these multiple personalities come about is that she's a flip flopping bitch. And especially with Sutton, she either is a complete bitch, which is most of the time or nice. And I'm tired of Sutton, like wanting to be friends with Erica so bad. Like Sutton, why do you want to be friends with Erica so bad? Is it because she's from the South? Because let me tell you something, that voice has changed. And Every single viewer realized that when they ran that motherfucking tape back about her giving like a tour of her house when she first started this season, she was a lot softer as a person and then she just kind of changed. Now, someone mentioned about a nose job. I'm not quite sure. Did she get a nose job? I just really don't want to look at her. And you know, like, I don't really want to look at Erica. She's, she does too much right now. But while we're on this Erica train, I noticed that It's always the ladies introducing Erica to people, never the other way around. For someone who was so wealthy, she has a small network. I'll even piggyback off that. And since this episode was veered towards Crystal's 39th birthday, 
I also have observed that Erica apologizes to people more on a monetary level than verbal. Like that's a problem. People like gifts, but I wouldn't be accepting a gift from someone who wears victims' settlement money every chance every chance she gets. You know what I mean? She's so tone deaf. Erica mentioned she's like tired of being the whipping boy for the group, yet she wouldn't be if she had compassion for the victims and gave back what is not rightfully hers. She acts like she's going to drop some hot piping tea about certain people in the group, like Kathy, but she don't have the funds, the network, or the power like Kathy does, and that matters in that circle and in Beverly Hills. So anyways, how does Dorit know that? but not Erica. You know, that's, it's a little bit weird to me. Speaking of Dorit, Dorito, carcass out. She doesn't even know whose side she wants to be on. She thinks she's playing neutral, but she leans towards Erica so much. And even still for her to show up on Watch What Happens Live, she hates Sutton. She hates Sutton with all her heart. She tries to get along with Garcelle, but I feel like their friendship is so wishy-washy. It just doesn't feel good. She walks the line a little bit too much. Um, But Crystal was turning 39 years old and she had a birthday party at her house. And remember, she was remodeling her basement and now it's complete and her basement's cute. Well, let me tell you something. Lots of comments online about how basic her basement looked and I get it. You, some people want an extravagant basement where somebody spends all this money because they're wealthy and stuff. You for, you're forgetting who your audience is like, right? You're forgetting who the person is. Crystal is a frugal Freddy and like she's frugal in like what she buys for her clothes, probably what she spent. She put herself on a budget for the basement. She's not like Kyle over here. Who's like, you know, Marisa's making all this money from the agency. I got to use this money. Like, look at me, look at my Birkin, look at everything. I'm, if y'all want to talk about wealth whispering, Kathy's the, can you hear? Her? Cause I can't, but you hear Kyle loudly. And that's the difference between those two. And also with Crystal, she barely brings up how the, her worth or anything about like funds and stuff. But Erica has show these are $760,000 earrings. I wouldn't, I, I don't want to be violent, right? But I wouldn't mind giving that bitch a black eye. Okay. <laughs> tone deaf. I hate it when bitches are tone deaf. Let's move on. So the roaring twenties was the theme of Crystal's party. And everybody's outfit was cute, especially Garcelle's. If you didn't see it, I would have, if, if I want to be somebody for Halloween, I could do it. I could be Josephine Baker. I could copy that whole outfit. I'm not going to because I don't like Halloween that much, but I'm dressing up this year. That's another story for another time. We'll get there. Garcelle's outfit looks, outfit looks so amazing. Um, I will say that one person's outfit could have just been left, <laughs> left at the thrift store. Okay. But she probably spent $30,000 on it because you know, money's everything. It's lip licking Diana. I hated her whole outfit. Please shake your boobs somewhere else. Nobody cares about you. Okay. Uh, 
look at Erica like you completely understand her, but you really don't because you're a fucking idiot. Okay, I'm done with her. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I took a breath right there. Blood pressure is high. Okay. If this season has shown you anything, is that Kyle is sensitive as fuck and she's selfish as fuck. She's had a hard time taking any accountability for her actions this season, the previous season, and all the seasons that Beverly Hills has been on. She lacks it wholeheartedly. She's a shit stirrer. I hope she gets called out at it on the reunion. I mean, Dorit called her out at it on Watch What Happens Live, so I'm pretty sure it's been called out on the reunion, but you never know. Did it make the cut? I hope so. And lastly, why was Sheree on this? Uh, Sheree. It's Sheree's on ATO. Sheree, same spelling, different pronunciation, is on Beverly Hills. Uh, she brought a pinch of nothing this season. And her online behavior and who she's writing for has been questionable. Right? So she came in being all for Garcelle. Like, I'm Garcelle's friend. But after this has been filmed, like... Seems like she's rolling high with some of the Fox Force 5, and it ain't a good look. And so I hope that Garcelle is careful because who she thinks is her friend is playing a dangerous game. And that's that. So next week, drama continues. We get to see the sit-down of Renna, Kyle, and Kathy. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And... That's all. That was a lot today, you guys. I feel like I did pretty great recaps, like short and sweet. But the front end of it, I think that was my favorite part. The pop culture was just hitting it this week. Okay? I loved it. So I understand this was a jam-packed pod mm -hmm, full of drama, drama. But I hope you all enjoyed vibing with me. Make sure to tell your friends who love reality TV and randomish to hop on the vibe with Vic Train. And if you haven't already, leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform. Either way, I appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay classy. Cheers. <laughs>